Hello, Horror Fanatics! I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast... Oh, oh. The, the Horror. horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, downright creepy. Review and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can also check out anything with the podcast, our episodes, who's involved, who does this. Our uh, social network uh, avenues, the whatnots. All, all the peoples. All the whatnots mm-hmm. at ohthehorrorpodcast.com. True story. How's it going? Pretty good. I just realized I had a cough drop in my mouth. Well, that's that's on you. Yeah, that's gone. Okay. So I'll hear clickety clack, clack, clack. And somebody's like, fuck it, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> and they're out. <laughs> Did that for you, human. Did that for you. The the, the price we pay on this sometimes. <laughs> Robert the doll today. Yep. Roberto the doll. The only thing I knew about Robert the doll before this was that there was a doll. And his name was and Robert. And his name was Robert. Do you get now, after researching this, wow. why I have the feelings that I have about dolls. dolls? I do. I yeah. get it. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, quick fun fact, a lot of people think that uh, Chucky on Child's Play is based off, is based of, off of Robert the Doll. Not true. Oh. Not true, they say. Who's they? Them. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we made an agreement last episode, if you didn't hear that, because Jen knew a lot about Robert the Doll. Sure so, did. Uh, I did all the heavy lifting. Of mm-hmm. research, mm-hmm. and Jen went off her knowledge alone. Well, it's yeah. not a contest. We're I, just, I uh, did my knowledge, and then I did a comparison of my knowledge to mm-hmm. ghostsandgravestones.com. Well, and with all due respect, Madam Lollery, you did a lot of diving on. That was a lot of work. You needed I, a break. I dove. I dove deep into her. You needed a break. Even H.H. Holmes, you did, but I think she was the. The initial thing that got We've you. We've had a couple things that have uh, yeah, yeah. consumed so, me. <laughs> in order to keep our health straight, and I'm going to elaborate on that a bit at the end, but we're going to hop right into this because I got a lot of stuff on here. Go for it. My source, pretty much solely, mm-hmm. I did a lot of uh, internet stuff just to check if things pan out. Okay. So, so I didn't, you did a little, you did fact, you fact checked the book. A bit, yeah. Okay. And it's a good you. book, by the way. That's what I do. I know. I'm a multiple source person. You know. I know. So my book was Robert the Doll, The True Biography, Key West, Haunted Doll. And it's by David L. Sloan. Mm-hmm. Small book. Mm-hmm. For someone like me, a day reader. Mm-hmm. I had to split it up. Mm-hmm. I'll get into that later. But digestible is very, what you're saying. Very good book. Okay. It's a little scattered. I get into that too. Okay. So we'll go with it. The background. All right. Robert the doll. Easy for you to say. Take two. <laughs> I didn't get any tea. Now that I got tea, I'm bulletproof. You should for be an good hour. to go. 
Robert the doll is an allegedly haunted doll. Dressed in a sailor suit, it's exhibited at the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Robert was originally owned by a painter and author by the name of Robert Eugene Otto. I've always loved the name Otto. Really? Yeah, my grandfather, who I just adored deeply my whole life, mm-hmm. whenever he would make an example of someone, he's very European, mm-hmm. uh, he, he would always use the name Otto as an example. And it was just so unique. <laughs> right. Because you know? he'd be like, yeah, you know, say he got, say he got Otto. And say he owns a car shop, you know, and you're a kid in the States. You're like, who the fuck is Otto? Where'd you get that name? Because I'd never heard the name Otto ever in my life. Right. It was weird, but I digress. Robert uh, Eugene Otto, uh, an eccentric artist, he belonged to a prominent Key West family. He was born on October 25th, 1900. His father was Thomas Osgood Otto, and Minnie uh, Elizabeth Otto was his mother. He was the youngest of four children, uh, sister uh, Mies- Miespa, Joseph, and Thomas Osgood. He always liked to be called Gene. He was born in uh, the family home at 534 Eaton Street that would one day be named the Artist House in his honor. So, like, you go down oh, there okay, now, yeah. yep. it's called the Artist House. The Otto family originally hailed from Prussia, which is now Germany, and Jean's father and grandfather, Dr. Joseph Otto, both engaged in the practice of medicine. At this time, Key West was literally a true island. No bridges connecting it to the mainland. And cigar manufacturing was basically the inland's main industry. Mm-hmm. The Ottos were by no means the richest family on the island, but the family did appear to be well off prior to the death of Thomas Otto, the father, as shown by the family home built just before Gene's birth. And there are two drugstores that were owned and operated by his father. Okay. So doctors at that time, they didn't make as much money as they do now. Mm-hmm. And what doctors would do is they treat patients regardless of their ability to pay. Right. It's a shocker to think that that was actually a concept compared mm, to today. Yeah. Well, I, I've, having watched... <laughs> Every episode of Little House on the Prairie, yeah, yeah, and Doc Baker being paid in chickens if he was paid at all. Doc Baker was the soul of that town. He was. He really was. He really he was. was a great man. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be running this tea quite a bit. So many doctors, what they would do is they double as druggists, making most of their income on the pharmacy end of the craft. Right. And that's how they they worked their way around. So one of the auto drugstores was located across the street of the family home the on house. Yep. Eaton Street. They offered a variety of products, and they also sold art supplies. And this is probably likely how Gene discovered his hobby as an artist, and that would eventually lead to his later career. Did the book have any uh, pictures of Eugene's art? art? I, I don't think so. Okay. And that was something I wanted to look up. There was a lot of things I wanted to do here, and then... Yeah, I just kind of got spread thin, and and the story to me is just really compelling. But I didn't get to see much of his art, but he was a popular artist. Okay. So I don't think it'd be hard to find things. Now, they have the museum. I was where... going to say it'd be handy if yeah. you could see Gene's art well, here's... and the haunted doll. And they have a museum that features that. Okay. And we'll disclose that in due time. That is true. So that's where you can see his art. Mm-hmm. 
if you want to physically see it. So the doll was reportedly manufactured by the, uh, the Steif or Steif, S-T-E-I-F-F company of Germany. And at this time, dolls weren't really a big thing for like boys and kids. Like yeah. kids at this time, they would play games and stuff like well, that. Well, also too, if I remember correctly, around this time, dolls were expensive. Which oh, is they were why, very expensive. Which is why most children did not have them. It was equally a reason. But also, the thing was, is it like now, you know, say a little boy was playing with dolls, people would be like, well, why is he playing with dolls? He should be doing blah, 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 or whatever. Right, yeah. Then there wasn't many dolls. Most played games. And if someone had a doll, it was rare. So it was actually fascinating that someone had right, a doll. would have the doll. It would kind yeah. of be a big deal. Mm-hmm. So Otto's grandfather purchased it while on a trip to Germany in 1904, and they'd given it to young Otto as a birthday gift. The original dolls were dressed actually in Harlequin outfits. They were like clowns. So it's interesting, because mm-hmm. I'm going to stop you right no, there. No, go for it. Because both versions of the story I heard, one was he was given to Jean by a servant, mm-hmm. and then the other story was, uh, was given to him by his aunt. I did see that and where I kind of had a a little trust in this book is it appears that David L. Sloan I might be wrong mm-hmm. I'm gonna thumb through some things in a little later but it sounds like he's from Key West and got he's it. into paranormal stuff and got he actually okay. got into the Robert the doll stuff by accident okay and that's where the story was kind got of it. cool all right so I'm leaning a little more on this theory I, I'm cool with it. And what's cool in the book, if you're interested in getting the book, is he does that whole background of this company in Germany making the dolls. Right. He dives he right did into an all that. Origin theory. Yeah, and and basically he was showing the pictures of how you got them, and they were in these Harlequin clown outfits. Yep. And this is probably how Gene received the doll, the sailor suit that appears to be an outfit that Otto wore as a child. Okay. So there were many other outfits. And all of them were claimed to actually be outfits that Gene would have wore as a kid. Okay. So they were kind of swapping yep. clothes. Yep. So they they were twinsies. They would dress the same. What I really wanted to do on this, again, time restraints, I wanted to have that uh, you are a friend, or what is it, uh, for Toy You Story. got a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to do that for an intro. You know what you should have gotten it so instead? fitting. My buddy. Yeah. My buddy. I bet there's a lot of people that don't know what the hell that is. Wherever I go, he He goes. (laughs) (laughs) So Gene and Robert were constant companions, and they'd play together just night and day. Mm -hmm. Gene even went so far as to give Robert his name. Yes. So again, Gene was born Robert Eugene Otto, Mm -hmm. but he went by his middle name as soon as the doll entered his life. That was the Got change. It. That was the catalyst? Yeah. Okay. And when Gene was growing up, his parents would hear two distinct voices coming from the playroom. Yep. But when they went to see who was there, they would just find Gene and the doll. Yep. So, like, I'm reading this crap, and we're watching uh, Split <laughs> the other night. <laughs> the, the main character, if you haven't seen Split, has uh, dis- disassociative identity disorder, yeah, got, what we used to call multiple personalities. And he's got like 26 personalities or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So that was that was fun. Just things come in parallel in my life. So, but they came uh, concerned when they tried to scold Gene for like misbehavioral type things. Right. 
Because Gene would just innocently look at him and declare, I didn't do it, Robert did it. Right. And some stories claim that the parents would wake up in the middle of the night to screams and find Robert the doll holding Gene down on his bed. Yep. And this would go on his entire childhood because he didn't have any real friends. Yes. And it's a fitting statement for the boy who would eventually grow up as an eccentric artist. Mm-hmm. So Gene eventually left for college, and 27 years would pass before these two would be together again. This, hmm. this doll just yep. stayed, stayed, uh, stayed out of things. So in 1921, Gene attended the University of Virginia, where he studied architecture for two and a half years. During this, Robert the doll was left at the family home in Key West. Mm-hmm. Gene was determined to devote all of his efforts to painting, so he went to the Academy of Fine Arts in Chicago, and he studied there for three years. Mm-hmm. He then proceeded to spend two and a half years at the Arts Students League of New York. From New York, he moved to Paris, where he established himself in a studio, and he met Annette Parker, who would be his, his future wife. wife. Yep. Anne was born on December 9th, 1902, in Cincinnati, Ohio. She came from a wealthy family who raised her in the Back Bay uh, section of Chicago or Boston and studied playing piano at age five and became exceptional with the instrument. She also attended the Garland School of Homemaking. This school offered uh, a one-year and two-year homemaking courses and included things like child study, family and social problems, food and its preparation, income and cost of living, Mm -hmm. furnishings, serving of meals, and hand uh, work for children. And it was basically a school that taught Anne to be basically the perfect housewife. Yeah. So she completed her studies, and she moved to Europe to pursue pursue music, and she Mm -hmm. met her husband, Gene Otto. And Paris was the place to be at that time, and Gene would develop his artistic style there. Mm -hmm. He instantly fell in love, and it was considered a fairy tale romance by most accounts. Annette and Eugene moved to New York City in the mid-1930s during the Great Depression. The Otto family money dried up after Gene's father passed away in 1916. And his mother pretty much did everything she could to kind of conceal this fact. Right. The Parker family, Anne's family, took a, a, a Black Tuesday hit like many. However, they were financially strong enough to make it through. Right. They were you one of those. Those were one of those families. So... Art is one of the first luxury items that people stop buying when the economy is depressed. Correct. So Gene had to pursue some other methods to get money. Gene actually took a job selling furniture in a department store. And Anne arrived in New York City with her music talents and charm. And this is actually all she really ever seemed to need. Mm-hmm. She was beautiful. And every every account about her was when she entered a room, the room just... yep. Took in, you know, it lit up. She just was one of those magical personalities. So music became the focal point of Anne and Jean's life in New York, Mm -hmm. which is common. It's a, a, they they have a scene. Weird that in New York. There would be a music scene, I know. Yeah. New York City, let's be straight on that. Yes. We're not talking the the sticks. No, we're not. Like where we are. So (laughs) together they composed and copyrighted more than 30 songs where Gene wrote the lyrics and Anne provided the musical composition. Okay. So then news comes that Gene's mother's ill, and that was in 1945. Eugene was 45, mm-hmm. Annette's 43, and together they move into Gene's hometown of Key West. So Gene's reputation among fellow Key West locals would be beneficial to his career as an artist. 
and Minnie, the mother, passed away at 9.45 p.m. on September 14, 1945. The estate was divided between the Yaddo children, and the children signed their shares over to Jean and Ann. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Ann put her music on the back burner and mm-hmm. rekindled the homemaking skills she learned at the Garland School. Mm-hmm. Ann didn't appear to mind trading her piano career to support Jean at first, but it actually was a decision she'd eventually regret. Mm-hmm. And then there was the doll. Yeah. So now they're back mm-hmm. home. And Anne was no stranger to Jean's eccentricities. Right. However, there was cause for concern when her 45-year-old husband resumed playing with dolls. Mm-hmm. He built a special attic room for Robert, complete with its own correctly proportioned furniture and toys. He would often go up to the attic to spend time with his doll, and it was about this time stories of Robert began to creep outside of the house. Yep. Friends and neighbors close to the family confirmed the reports. Myrtle Ruder, who would eventually become the doll's caretaker, revealed a neighbor told me and told him that whenever Gene did anything mean or hateful, he always blamed it on the doll. Yep. So I bet it was just like this massive regression. Oh, yeah. For him. Yep. However, Gene was not considered a cruel eccentric. Key West knew Gene as an accomplished artist, architect, and native son who cared deeply about his com- community. He gave his time freely, and he knew how to get things done. Most of the community knew nothing of Robert. Got it. During this whole time period. So together, Gene and Ann would entertain guests. Gene would show off his art in hopes of a sale. Gene mm-hmm. frowned on the consumption of alcohol. Wine would be served to, you know, the guests. However, hard liquor, totally forbidden. Mm-hmm. And then stories from those closest to Anne shed additional light on her relationship with Jean. That's where the dirt always comes out. Yeah. So Anne had a presence, like we were speaking earlier, that radiated whenever she went. Mm-hmm. And apparently Jean couldn't stand being overshadowed. I get that. So he would make Anne wait outside a few minutes when they arrived at public events so he could be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Anne wanted to play, like, piano at church and stuff, just harmless stuff. Mm-hmm. But he was jealous of her uh, talent, so it was said that he refused to let her play anywhere but her home. And the military boys used to line up outside the auto home just to hear her play. Yeah. So, you know, that could have been one of two ways. You could have saw all them, like, guys lining up, and they're all military guys. He's this eccentric artist. Yep. And he'd be like, look, they're lining up outside just to hear her play. What's going to happen if... Yeah, I let her out there. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose her. You know, I I could see that dynamic. I really could. Gene was very dry. He was an eccentric, and everything had to be his way in the house. They had shelves with copper pots, and if she dusted, he would notice one even slightly out of place. He had photos made to show her where things went. Now, you know, at this situation, I would have been like, you know, Gene, my memory might be fuzzy. But I believe someone in this house went to the Garland School of Homemaking. Oh, yeah, that's right. Not you. <laughs> how about you go upstairs and show Robert your drawing? You know, I mean, that's... Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know how you put up with that. I wouldn't. And again, that's if it's true. Yep. As with a lot of these stories we do, it's, it's just... It's all conjecture and hearsay. It can be. It can be. So Anne and Jean had separate bedrooms. And although her close friends insist that Jean adored her, it really is hard to look at the bigger picture and not believe his motives were self-serving from the beginning. You know, I mean, she's got money. Yep. She's beautiful. Yep. All these 
she ticked the boxes. Well, yeah, and also if, she would make if him things look went, good. If, yeah. yeah, make look good, but the money, you know, it's the security yep. and all that. Unfortunately, this would not become clear until and after Jean's death. So Jean passes away in June 24th, 1974. It was a sad day for Key West. Jean suffered from a long illness that would be later confirmed and caused by the degenerative disorder of the nervous system known as Parkinson's disease. Got it. There would be no mention of Robert the Doll in the obituary. However, in the months preceding to his death, as his health failed, he spent most of his time in the attic room talking to Robert and would shortly confirm that Gene and the doll were close. However, no one will really know if the final months spent in the attic were the result of a delusional psychosis suffered by more than a quarter of patients with Parkinson's disease or the actions of a man seeking comfort from his oldest and closest friend. Right. So Gene took his final breath in a Miami hospital and was buried beside his beloved Yorkshire Terriers in the Otto family's Key West plot. Mm-hmm. What happened to Anne after Gene's death is really just nothing short of tragic. Anne discovered that she was written out of the will. Everything was left to his sister, Mizpah. Anne okay. went through life never knowing why this happened. Mm-hmm. Just went through her whole life having no clue. And Gene's sister would later claim that Gene was hurt because he had been written out of Annette's mother's will and received nothing from her estate. Why should he? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Again, we do these things. We're talking about people that just really aren't right. Yeah. Okay. You know, they're not right in the head. So they're going to do some weird things. That's the stories we dive into. You know, we can't Mm -hmm. insert any kind of normal into these stories. This is exceptionally bizarre. So Anne's best friend and neighbor... His name was William uh, Gazer. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's G-A-I-S-E-R. And he drove her to Miami where they begged Mispah to at least let Anne keep the house. Mm-hmm. A later letter from Jean's sister claims the house was left to Anne all along. But Mispah was creative in her written accounts, and she laid claim to all the valuable antiques the Ottos had collected during their time in Paris. They had a ton of them. Right. And those antiques that they would have freed Anne from money troubles for the rest of her life. Right. So eventually Anne sold the house to her best friend and William uh, neighbor, William Gazer that drove her to the sister. And she moved back to Massachusetts to live with her sister, uh, Lester. When asked about arrangements for her husband's gravesite, she made a point of not giving the deceased artist any satisfaction. She had jeans plot covered in concrete rather than brick. And she's quoted as saying it's good enough for him. Yeah. Yeah. Anne also gave Robert the doll to William Geyser, the guy yep. with the house, before she left, saying that doll was Jean's best friend. Of course, he never had any other friends. Mm-hmm. To this day, this William Geyser, and this is kind of curious, to this day, he wishes he burned the doll. He insists that there is nothing to Robert at all. Mm-hmm. He says it's just a doll that has overshadowed the beauty, talent, charm, and class of his friend Annette. However, he didn't burn the doll. He left it in the second floor cedar chest for his friend Myrtle Reuter. Yep. For whom he bought the house. Right. So Anne passes away. Anne left Key West facing the reality that she's thrown away her career and dreams in favor of a man who her family always claimed was after her money. Right. And would spend her last five years in Massachusetts before dying of pancreatic cancer. Oof. So I had to do this background. Yeah. Before we get to the actual doll. 
Now, here's some weird stories about Robert the doll. Mm-hmm. When Anne left the doll behind, she rented the house, mm-hmm. like leased it out. Yep. And there was a clause in the lease that specified Robert must remain the sole occupant of the attic room. Yep. And strange stories started to merge about Robert. Mm-hmm. Now, two men who rented the house heard constant noises from the attic. When they went to investigate, they found the doll sitting in a different position with its legs crossed or its arms propped up on the chair. Yep. A plumber doing work in the house heard giggling coming from behind him. And when he turned around, he found the doll had moved from one side of the room to the other. Mm-hmm. Another man who rented the house claimed that the doll had locked him in the attic for over a week and also claimed that the doll had given him yellow fever. A family that purchased the house after Anne's death had a 10-year-old daughter who befriended Robert, which I just found weird. Especially if people realize what this doll looks like, we're going to post it in the Facebook group. Yeah. It's a fucking weird-looking doll. Yeah. I mean, it's your typical early 1900s doll, you know. Right, yeah. But it's just weird-looking. So the 10-year-old daughter befriends Robert only to wake up with him sitting on her face as if trying to smother her. Smother her, yeah. And 30 years later, she still swears the doll was trying to kill her. 30 years later, still hanging on to it. Her father locked Robert in a trunk in the attic where the doll remained for many years. Shortly after he locked Robert in the attic, the man died from carbon monoxide poisoning in his car parked in front of the house. Mm -hmm. Robert was eventually donated to the Fort East Martello Museum. Yes. And that's where Robert currently resides. Yes. And that's also with Gene's artwork. Okay. And... The house, which is known as the artist's house, right. yep. is also a, like, a, I think it's a museum that you can, you yeah, can go like through. Yeah, like you can pay and... Mm-hmm. The staff was so terrified of this doll, they kept him locked in the back room with, and covered with a sheet. They just didn't even want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if people wanted to see Robert, they had to make appointments. Mm-hmm. And the staff would go out of their way to create excuses to be somewhere else during the visits. Or they would just schedule the visits on their day off. So they'd be like, you know, you'd come to yeah. me, you'd call, and you'd be like, yeah, I want to schedule a visit for Robert the doll. And I'd look at my schedule next week and see that I'm off Wednesday and be like, is Wednesday good for you? Wednesday. Okay, we'll do Wednesday. Although Robert had been moved from his childhood home, reports of paranormal uh, activity in the home continued. So this okay. is with him covered up in the museum. Yep. Phones would fly off the hook. Doors to bookcases and rooms would blow open. And people would feel as if they were being watched while in the attic room. And it was generally a sensation that would be accompanied by a feeling of negative energy and like a burning sensation. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be the common theme. And all this started to gather attention, as it naturally would. Yeah. yeah. And the museum reluctantly set up a display for Robert the doll due to dozens of requests per week to view the doll. Mm-hmm. And then paranormal activity decreased at the artist's house. Yep. And then and things started going crazy at, at the, museum. the museum. And doors would slam, lights would flicker, or just turn on and off on their own. People would report taking, um, they'd have these problems taking photographs yep. of Robert. Mm-hmm. This would even just be something like including, uh, like the batteries were drained in the presence of them. Yep. And, and then, then they'd, they'd, they'd leave the museum out. and they're fully charged. Mm-hmm. Others would develop the film because this was during film developing, yep. not digital photos. Others would develop their film to find out all of the pictures developed properly, except the pictures attempted on Robert, which that I could possibly debunk being a a photographer because, 
like if you're taking pictures outside and a lot of times with film you had like outdoor film like yep highlight and then you had indoor, and then you had indoor mm-hmm. film and if you didn't have the right film or you weren't working under the right lighting that's you plausible would, that you wouldn't get pictures of him but you'd get pictures of everything else on your trip yeah not saying it's that but right I like to try to debunk, debunk things as I see them right. with something reasonable. Another visitor had claimed that they had a couple dozen pictures of Robert. However, he was in different positions. Yep. And then none of the other pictures turned out. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's kind of the debunking. They had the indoor stuff and the outdoor didn't work. Yep. But the fact that he was in different positions is fucked up. Yes. So the legends just start pouring in. And in the late 1990s, Robert underwent some restoration and that include uh, cleaning of his sailor suit and his feet. He was put back in his lock case. The next morning, an employee uh, arrived at the museum to see footprints in the dust of the museum floor. She heard tapping and discovered it was coming from the case. Mm-hmm. The case was locked, but Robert's freshly clean feet were covered in dust, and the employee heard a slight giggle. Mm-hmm. I shoot right up your spine. So many come to take photos of Robert the doll in the museum. It's customary to ask Robert permission to take his photo. Yep. Many uh, many letters are sent to the museum. Mm-hmm. And the book here has some of the letters, which are pretty revealing. Basically, they're addressed to Robert directly, and many are requested to be read out loud to Robert. And most of these letters are people who have taken Robert's photo, and they're experiencing nothing but problems and hardship since visiting Robert and right. taking his photo. Yep. It's pretty revealing. And if you're someone who needs to send a note of apology and or request forgiveness to Robert Adele, you know, if you took a picture and your life's fucking going bananas, his address is Robert Adele, 4 East Martello Museum, 3501 South uh, Roosevelt Boulevard, Key West, Florida, 33040. Good luck. (laughs) Or maybe don't take a picture of him. Well, yeah, you could go that route. You definitely could go that route. I'll try to thumb and at least get uh, one story. So here's uh, Dear Robert. I'm not totally sure if I personally did anything to upset you, but I'm sorry anyways. I'm pretty sure my dad didn't ask you for permission when he took a photo of you. For that, I am also sorry. All I know is that very soon after seeing you in Key West and then returning home, my boyfriend of 10 months broke up with me and my dog got a cancerous tumor that they had to remove his whole tail off, uh, tail to get off of him. I have also been diagnosed with depression, and now my ex-boyfriend keeps insulting and being mean to me for no real reason. Robert, if this is your doing, please reverse this curse. I want my old life back. I'm so sorry. I always thought you were cool and even bought a doll that looks like you because I thought you were awesome. I'm sorry for whatever me and my dad did. Just please, please, please make it stop. I'm very, very, very sorry, and I promise not to do it again. P.S. Did I mention how cool you are? You could tell it was a younger person. Yeah. You know, but these stories are all over and they're just of the craziest stuff. I mean, that one's a, a little yeah. kind of tacky, but but this here's another one. And I'm just, as you can see, I'm just pointing out and just, yep. I'm thumbing through and reading whatever one comes through. So, uh, dear Robert, I had the great pleasure of visiting Key West in 2005. I believe it was the summer of uh, Hurricane Dennis. That was the beginning of everything most horrible to come in my life. I remember vividly the day we visited your museum, or rather the museum you now reside in. My family and my love of five years uh, family were all there. We took pictures of you in your little case. 
I did ask if you minded, but I also had a faint disbelief at the time. That has all changed since. I remember the slight silliness I felt asking permission to take a doll's picture. I've wished many times since I had not taken those pictures. Only moments after, the loudspeakers announced that all tourists were ordered off the island because of Dennis. And my life has been an agonizing wheel of pain ever since. The one love of my life walked out of my world only three months later. It took me three years to find this love, and it devastated me. I nearly lost my mind. I have had scraps with the law, lost a very good job, have been isolated from my family members. The list of horrors goes on and on. It has been one misfortune after another, way too many to list. Then finally, about six months ago, you crossed my mind, and I've decided that so much misfortune in such a short time has to be from some kind of curse. So I'm writing you to ask that you accept a heartfelt apology from me. I truly believe in things bigger than what meets the eye now. Cursed is how I believe I've been living my life ever since our encounter. I ask that you please extinguish your grip on my life so that I may find some peace. Never will I question the unknown with so much disregard again. I feel now that there are forces in the world not to be laughed at. I have been plagued with misfortune and pain, but I have learned to question the impossible. So I hope that you will see fit to accept my apology and this dark cloud will be lifted from my life. There's tons of them. Yeah. And they're all the same vein. Some of them are just true, terrible stories. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a part of me that thinks maybe, again, it's that invitation of bringing in an idea mm, and you can do yeah. it very subtly. Yep. You might not even know it. And then if you let that take a hold and if you keep doing, I mean, it's interesting because it's, it's kind of how this whole story started. You have Gene saying he's blaming all his problems on him. Yeah. Robert did it. Well, Robert did it. he's blaming all of the bad stuff on Robert. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. becomes this negativity, uh, like sphere. Mm-hmm. Just this negativity, this barrel full of negativity. Yes. A doll full of negativity, basically. And if you have things going on in your life and you can pawn it off on Robert, just like Gene did, you just start yeah. blaming everything on Robert. And that's what I found amazing about, like, this whole thing. Well, also, too, it can, you're getting into that self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. If you are expecting something to happen, you can make it happen. Yeah, you can generate fortune and misfortune. Correct. Equally. And, and I believe and this is... Uh, I think the whole thing behind Robert is yeah. that Tulpa effect. Yeah. Essentially, all of these beliefs in him have created... This uh, enigma. This, this condition. Yeah. Like, yeah. they, they and the thing empowered is, like, him. I read all over, like, Key West, the people in Key West fucking hate this doll. Like, just hate yeah. the doll. Yeah. I get it. It's probably on a lot of reasons, but... You know, you also got kind of a like a voodoo area. Exactly. Well, and that's where the 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 story as I knew it was always that somehow the servant in the house either made the doll and imbibed it with black magic or the servant after the doll was given to him at some point either cursed the doll mm-hmm. or cursed him via the doll. Well, it's funny you bring those theories up. Okay. Because guess what I have right next? A theory. I have basically where you're trying to figure out how how Robert's working here. Mm -hmm. What's the moving parts? Because, I mean, the doll has supernatural abilities that they claim, and it allows Mm -hmm. it to move and change facial expressions. 
Yes. And many have claimed to hear giggling sounds. Yes. There's many versions of the existence of the supernatural abilities. However, there seems to be like three major theories of its illegibilities. Mm-hmm. Theory number one. Mm-hmm. Is a popular version of a story of a mistreated servant. Yep. That was a voodoo practitioner. Yes. And claims are that this servant played a role in Robert's development. Mm-hmm. So William Abbott immigrated to Key West from the West Indies prior to 1880 with his wife, Emmeline. William was mulatto. Emmeline was black. And both had a lineage traced to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. William started as a laborer and Emmeline as a laundress. And at some point, William became a servant to Dr. Joseph Otto. And William would drive his buggy, attended to Dr. Otto when he became blind. Mm-hmm. And accounts of their relationship are scarce. However, the accounts available would give an impression that they really had a great admiration for each other. Mm-hmm. And William remained by Dr. Otto's side until his death in 1885, at which time Thomas Otto, Jean's father, hired William as a clerk at the family uh, pharmacy across the street from the Otto's Eaton Street home. Yep. Now there's speculation that William's wife, Emmeline, had an affair with Thomas Otto, giving birth to his child. Mm-hmm. The following information fuels this speculation. Uh, Minnie Otto's, uh, that's Jean's mother. Yep. Thomas's wife. Minnie Otto's journals acknowledge that many women wished they were wed to her husband. Mm-hmm. They resented Minnie because she didn't come from wealthy stock. She didn't come from money. Right. Thomas Otto's father advised him not abstinence, but prophylactic care of his health against venereal diseases. Okay. So... You know, he's telling them to not stop, just cover it up. Yep. <laughs> so, no love without the glove. Emmeline Abbott actually gave birth to and lost a child sometime between 1900 and 1910. However, they don't know okay. any more than that. Just the fact that she gave birth to and lost a child sometime between that 10-year period. Got it. Emmeline Abbott also attempted to initiate a lawsuit against the Otto family shortly after Thomas Otto's death. And Minnie Otto chose to be buried outside of the family plot. She didn't want to be buried in there. Mm-hmm. So all these are circumstantial at best. Right. However, about half a dozen people that have reported, uh, a lot of people in the, in the home, the artist's home, mm-hmm. claim to see a, like a female spirit in there. In the home. Yeah, that's a popular that's a popular statement that people see. So basically what they're saying is is that that spirit that resides in Robert and uh it it they basically said it's been described as mulatto or a light skinned black child. So mm-hmm. that would lead to more questions. Is Robert the spirit of a de- deceased child born of William and Emmeline Abbott? Right. Or a child born of an affair between Thomas Otto and Emmeline Abbott? Mm-hmm. Uh, did Emmeline use voodoo as a way to remain close to her only child by trapping its spirit in the doll? Mm-hmm. Could be. Nobody knows. No one knows. Theory number two, if you're, if you're going to go into the whole paranormal end of it, yep. I kind of like this theory. The theory is, is that Robert and Eugene are, Otto are one and the same. Basically, he Voldemorted uh, did, Robert did the doll? Did Gene project so much energy on the doll as a child that it took a life of its own? 
kind of the Gollum effect, so to speak, yep. in, a, in a doll. If the story's about the doll are true, it would make sense for Eugene's spirit to join his lifelong companion and reside in the museum with galleries he helped create with his paint, paintings. Right. Perhaps this would be like his greatest creation of all was the legend of Robert, Robert the, the doll. doll. Cool story. Right, but then that would also inadvertently indicate that Gene was also a dick because, you know, if he projected himself into that doll. Yeah. And this doll is known for only doing. Douchey shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. I mean, he was a douche to his the, wife. The par- well, and here's the other thing. The doll was fine when he left for college. Right. He was at the house. Nothing yep. was going on. And then it wasn't once. wasn't until he came back. That's, well, it came back, but I think more so than anything when he died. That's what it felt like when I was reading things. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to probe that further, but again, time restraints right. is our worst enemy on a lot of these topics. There's a lot of things we have to just like let go right. from our fingertips and, and go in other directions mm-hmm. just to give a complete story. Right. And, and not as much as a thorough story. Yeah. That's uh, that. And then theory number three is that the doll is nothing more than the cumulative consequences of overactive imaginations. Right. And like uncanny is a Freudian theory of an existence where something is simultaneously familiar and alien and therefore, you know, strange. And the individual who has an uncanny experience may find himself being both drawn to and repulsed by an object. Okay. So, I mean, I kind of, I think, I think again, this is where, you know, and we've said this before with like ghosts and haunted places. And yeah, I think if you feed an idea to people, you can make it grow. It can spread like a yes. wildfire. Yes. And, and personally, I thought this was, relevant in that way i i well okay what if i'm gonna throw out a fourth theory yeah go for it it's our show what if it's a little bit of all of it yeah Mm -hmm. what if it is you know what if there was some sort of something yeah with his dad and this i mean you can't you can't make a cake with just sugar you know yeah yeah you know and then Robert and his his fascination and yeah. just obsession. But, I mean, that's still odd because even as a child, like, there are multiple stories where the mother went in there and either Robert was, as you said, choking him or Jean was curled up in the fetal position, scared to death, yeah. and Robert was just sitting at the end of the bed staring at him like, what you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and the furniture in the room was thrown about the room. Yeah. Which indicates, well, let's be honest, we've done enough of these now that that, that's very much poltergeist activity. Poltergeist activity, yeah. And, you know, when he was, when he's young and, you know, he's, I don't want to say isolated, whether intentionally or unintentionally Mm -hmm. ostracized, you know, from, from the kids. Yeah. Yeah. It could very well be that poltergeist energy activity Mm -hmm. took up residency 
and that doll. But the fact that when he was gone for that 27 years, nothing happened. I mean, again, that's what it seems. I think it would be awesome. And it's funny. To talk to someone like a David Sloan that might have more information. Because when I was looking into this, Mm -hmm. now you were saying that Gene had the attic made up into a room for him. When he came back. When he came back. Yep. All right. So let's see. In my version, Anne felt uneasy with Robert in the house. And although she couldn't put her finger on it, she requested that Gene lock up the doll in the attic where he could do no harm. Yep. Gene conceded and he did lock up Gene in the attic. But Robert wasn't happy with his new digs. So soon people would hear the footsteps in the attic. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. also the neighborhood children reported seeing Robert watching them from the window in the upstairs bedroom and told accounts of the doll actually mocking them as they walked to school. Mm -hmm. And when Gene heard this, he immediately went to investigate knowing that he had locked Robert in the attic where there was no way he could be sitting it by that upstairs bedroom window. Mm-hmm. But when he went up there and he opened the door, Robert was indeed sitting in the rocking chair by the window. Yeah, yeah. So Gene locked Robert back up in the attic several times, each time discovering him again sitting by the window in the same upstairs bedroom. So in this version, it's that Gene locked him away. Yeah. But it was almost as though Robert couldn't be stopped. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I I like the idea, and when I was reading it, I, I was in the same bit of it, it could be many of these things. Mm-hmm. The tough part of this is you have this crazy eccentric artist that's in the center of this. And that's why I went through the yeah. whole biography of the family before I got to the doll. Yeah. Because you really needed to know what Gene was like. Yes. You know, Gene Otto. Yes. He wasn't just your normal kid. He wasn't just a normal guy. No. He was no. different. He was very different. He was extremely creative. And I mean, hell, I think I said it before when we were talking about ghosts and stuff like that. I I had a imaginary friend when I was a kid. So many did I. Of, many kids do. Yes. Pretty much, I would almost beg to say all of them, all kids at, at some, some point. point have an yeah. imaginary friend. And I remember looking back at it like that was a real being. Now, well, I didn't have it in a doll or anything like that. I just had literally this kid toby that i would talk to well i had suvi mm-hmm. and we were on our way up to my dad's family reunion and we had to take a detour because usually we would go through fort drum on our way up there mm-hmm. and we had to go around the fort this time and when we went around the fort there was a diner called Suvi's Place yeah. or something like that. And I turned to both my parents and I was like, see, I told you she was real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you have that whole point of a childhood where they're just their 
creative nature is exploding. Yes. Their imagination is exploding. But also, if you're an introverted mm-hmm. child yeah. and you don't have friends mm-hmm. and all you have is, is this doll oh, yeah. and you have your mom and your dad arguing over, I don't know, your dad's affair and possible mm-hmm. illegitimate child mm-hmm. and... You know, picking, being a sensitive child, picking up on all of that. Yeah, yeah. I could see how he could inadvertently pass that all on into Robert. And he probably used Robert as his sounding board. Yeah. You know? That's where I like that that second theory I put where basically like Robert and, you you know, Gene are one and the same. Mm-hmm. They're the same thing. And that basically he just projected the energy on a doll that would just take this life of its own. Mm -hmm. If it really is a paranormal thing, that's what I'm buying. Mm -hmm. So here's my question to you. Yeah. We go into Key West and are we going to... Well, you know, I've grown to respect this story quite a bit. Yeah? So the author, David Sloan, at the end, he has a, he called a word of caution. Okay. And, uh, as I said in the beginning, I really love this book. Yes. It was great. And I really recommend it to people to read mm-hmm. if you're okay with this kind of stuff. Right. Uh, the only thing that bothered me with the book, as I said earlier, is it, it, at times it seems scattered and rushed. Mm-hmm. And the word of caution at the end was revealing in the book. So in David Sloan's words, he had a bit of an intro and then I breezed over that and it gets to this. I was skeptical the first time I met Robert, but he wasted no time making me a believer. After years of interaction with Robert, I had reached a certain comfort level, and I thought I was safe. Nothing could have been farther from the truth. In the process of completing this book, (laughs) I lost four hard drives. The techs were able to recover everything except the book manuscript each time. Backups of the manuscript also disappeared. Multiple mediums advised me to purchase a fireproof safe for my valuables while working on this project. He was basically told through the mediums that Robert will give him cancer if he doesn't approve. Mm -hmm. Over the years, I've been yanked from my bed, suspended in midair, and gone through different aspects of possession. I can't say that Robert is responsible but each individual incident happened while I was working on the book. Mm-hmm. If the version you are reading feels rushed at points, it is due to the fact that strange things are happening once again as the writing of this book nears completion. There's a thin line between possessions and possession. I urge you not to cross that line. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. Cause like I'm reading it now, it was actually frustrating me in the book. Cause I was like, Oh, I love this. I'm like, why are you doing this though? You know? And it yeah. just didn't make sense. Cause there was parts of it that were just really, really good. Then I read that and I was like, Oh no shit. Yeah. So then it's weird. I got my own story. Okay. Yeah. So I want to preface this cause I think this is something that needs to be addressed on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of you that are listening might not be aware of is that Jen and I can go through a lot of experiences researching these topics. Yes. And we're basically inviting these ideas, these propositions into our minds for a long period of time each week. And at times we do become vulnerable and 
it can get the best of our focus, our faith, and resolve in life. Mm-hmm. You were having a really hard time during the two weeks of demons and demonology. And yes. we've spoke about that a few times. Yes. But for people that don't know, it, I can tell you, it was nights of restless sleep, nightmares, and looking at the world in a different perspective that is very dark and disturbing. Yes. And we can't really underscore that anymore. No. You get stuck in this train of thought because you're letting these things in and you can let them in too far. Right. You really yes. can. And and you start looking and it's all you'll see. It's all you you look at and yes. it consumes you. And when you go to bed, your mind goes to a place because you're weak. Not weak. You're vulnerable. Yes. And you're vulnerable in your sleep and, you're, and your mind can do some crazy things. And so Robert the Doll, unfortunately, brought me there on day one of researching. Really? Yeah. I read half the book while watching Casino Royale with Daniel Craig, <laughs> which in my mind, is the best James Bond, period. Before okay. we get into this story, I just, okay. I think he's the greatest James Bond. I mean, he's not bad. He kicks ass. He's he like really the kick does. ass. Like, he is. You know, yeah. I remember James Bond, he was always like the smooth character. Yeah. Not afraid to get his hands dirty. But know. he was all about but, shagging those ladies. Well, yeah, that's the James Bond thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 misogynistic and we love it for it. But Right. But the uh but yeah, I remember seeing Daniel Craig, I'm like, dude, this fucker kicks ass, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Brutal. So I watched the movie and I got it playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I'm a fast reader. Yeah. I go through books yep. fast. So I'm about halfway through the book. I place the book on the desk uh, with the bookmark. I do my setup for morning trading. I go to bed at like 1230 Mm -hmm. a.m. So here begins my big mistake reading this shit really late before bed. And it's something I do often. But I have a ritual before I go to bed when I'm in this position. So normally when I go to bed, I'll just do like the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh ask for forgiveness of some things, mm-hmm. state my thankfulness for things, mm-hmm. and I go to bed. Mm-hmm. When I'm in this position, I start off with the Lord's Prayer, and then I recite a protection and guardian angel prayer in bed before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And this is a routine I normally do when we're exposing ourselves to this. Right. You know, so even if you're in deep, I'm, I'm praying for both of us. Right. This isn't a me thing. Yeah. Pray for both of us. So... Unfortunately, I didn't do any of that. I just brushed my teeth, hopped into bed. Mm-hmm. And I start dreaming. And I dream we're in a house. And I can't remember what the house looks like. However, there's just all of a sudden this dark cover. And it's just pure dark. Can't see through it. Don't mm-hmm. know what's on the other side. And it just becomes this dark cover all around us. And it just seemed like this real just like heavy weighted felt or just like heavy weighted blanket around us. I got to the point where I couldn't even see you. I'm just Mm -hmm. like holding on to your hand. We're holding hands. We're just telling each other like, you know, I'm here. I'm here. I'm still here. Then this deep guttural roar is on the other side. And I mean, it's not like a hurricane roar that you would hear in the movies. Mm -hmm. Not even like a dragon roar. It's just this evil roar. Yeah. Massive roar. And it's just absolute chaos on the other side of this bear. It's just rapping back and forth. You're hearing thuds. It's just yeah, insane. And you're with me, and we begin holding hands. We start praying. 
and the deep guttural roar is so loud, I can't even hear you anymore. Mm -hmm. I can barely hear myself think. I wrote this right after I had it because I wanted it to be accurate. Right. I didn't want to forget anything. You broke away. And I don't know if it was to see what was going on or if you just got pulled out. And everything ratchets up even more. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there. I'm I, I'm overwhelmed at this point. Like, I'm not, I'm not panicking. I'm not anything. I'm just, I'm froze. Yeah. Absolutely froze. And it just increases intolerably, intolerably high. And then you begin screaming in shock and horror in a way I've never heard you be before. Mm-hmm. And you just go, oh, my God, it's him. And you just go, oh, my God, it's him. Are you seeing this? And you're just, you're just in this, like, crazy shock. And... You know, I can't do anything. The darkness is like a weight and I can't move as I just hear you screaming. And that's just driving me nuts that I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I can't go out to see what's going on. I can't help you. I feel helpless, totally vulnerable. This whole black thing is wrapped around me and the roars wrapping against my body. I couldn't, then I couldn't hear you anymore. I could feel it inside my bones Mm -hmm. and I just... Normally, when I have these dreams, I have this routine that I default to. And I scream out, God, please save us. Jesus, please help us now. Mm-hmm. And I just shout it. And I was shouting it right in there. And I wake up. I'm out of breath. I can't even, like, yeah, I can't even breathe out or anything. Just huge inhale. And then I recite the same call to God and Jesus for help. And then I recite the Lord's Prayer. Read off the protection guardian angel prayer. Yep. And then I proceeded to write this stuff down yep. on my phone. Mm-hmm. And then I was obviously awake for a while. And mm-hmm. and then I went to bed and everything's been fine. I did the ritual. I did all of it. Right. So this is where I get, you know, we'll talk about this often on here. The invitation. Yeah. We talk about the invitation a lot. If yes. you're new to this, we talk about this all the time. And it's not something we put in on purpose it's just the belief structure we have that if you allow the invitation for something to come in and manipulate you. Advertently or inadvertently. And this is a case yep. of inadvertently. Yes. I was just vulnerable. Yes. In my sleep, vulnerable. Yes. During the day, I felt fine. I felt on top of the world. I just watched Daniel Craig kick everyone's ass. You know, right. I mean, I felt yes. great just to yes. kind of let people know the state of my mind and something like that, just to mm-hmm. kind of share an experience mm-hmm. with everybody. And that's the point of this. I went to bed feeling like a million dollars. And the most people that know me, I'm confident as fuck, man. You know, I mean, I'm a, yes. I'm a very, you know, I don't want to say I'm alpha apex, you know, whatever, but, mm-hmm. but I am, I am not a very submissive person at all. No. And, and I, I felt going to bed. I'm like, hey, I got half the book done. Nice. I watch Casino Royale. We'll wrap this up. I'm yeah. going to wrap this up, you know, do some trading tomorrow. Yep. Fucking win. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went to bed and got my ass kicked. And yes. this is evil. Like, I really can't explain how evil yes. this entity was and yes. the roar and the darkness and the, and to me, me just personally, that's true evil trying to take me in. Yes. It's trying to take me in and, and make me afraid. Yes. And make me fear either yes. this story, you know, trying to get me in. Yes. And I gave it an invitation. And yes. to me, in my mind, that invitation was I didn't 
pray my protection prayer right and my guardian angel prayer yes because here's the thing and i'm going to be honest i read it every day after that i kept plugging away on it mm-hmm. and i kept saying those prayers and i learned those prayers when we were doing demonology demons i found and demonology. demons and demonology because yeah. i was getting affected by that too yes we we're just getting in too deep yes and it's stuff that we'll just i'm sorry we're never going to talk about it on the show no it's no. just stuff way, way too deep. And yeah. we love doing the show and we love doing this stuff for here. But at the end of the day, we have to function as people. We got jobs. Yes, yes you know, we do. And we can't let this stuff just take us in. I, I'd love to dive deep into it, but I also respect it because it could take everything that's wonderful to me. Well, and I yes. look at that with the author, like yes. the author having all of this going on and it only worked with him. I could get it. Your mind's in that. And if you don't have something in your mind that you believe protects you, yes. even if it's not even real. Yes. If it's just an idea that you have this layer of protection that nothing can touch you, then these ideas can't manif- manifest in you and be poisonous. Correct. And that's how addiction, you know, we talk about it all the time. I don't want to beat the dead horse, but it's just easy to beat. That's how addiction starts. And that's how yep. you do things to comfort you, you know. And mm-hmm. I could have easily woke up and just said, well, I'm going to dive into some cheesecake. Mm-hmm. And just, I'm going to eat cheesecake every time I feel like this. And then that's, you know, you're going to see me on The Biggest Loser or something like that, you know. Right, yeah. And say, oh, that's what happened to Frank, you know. Or, you know, I'd go up and just get back into smoking cigarettes. Yeah. That I quit for five years. Mm -hmm. And just do that. Mm -hmm. It's easy. It's It's really easy. Mm -hmm. And, And that's where... I don't know, I have respect for this. And I knew you were going to ask it because it's kind of the routine of the show. Do you want to do that? Do you want to see it? Yeah. There's like a lot of fibers in my body that are like, fuck yeah, I want to see it. I want to see what it looks like. And I want I to see his paintings. And I bet there's an equal number that are saying no. But there's, a, there's an amount mm-hmm. that just sits there and has a respect because we have such a great life. We have a great relationship. We, we love each other. We have a lot of good things in our life. And I'm at that point as a person in mid mid 40s yep. that does wants to play it safe with that shit. I don't want to fuck with it. I don't want to. Fair you know. enough. But yeah, I don't know. If I was in Key West and say we're eating, it's like right down the road. I think it'd be hard. I wouldn't take his fucking picture. No. I'll tell you that much. I, I'm that. Yep. I'm being that serious. I wouldn't yeah. take his picture. I wouldn't either. I would just fucking look at him and, you know, all right. That's be what like, it, Wow. Okay. You know, check the paintings out. Thank the museum. Maybe leave a donation, you know, leave a donation, not maybe, leave a donation. Yeah. Thanks, you know, thanks for doing this. Thanks for putting up with all this shit around it because they don't have to. No. They could have just fucking stuffed them back in the fucking back room with a blanket and they would, they easily could have lied and said, nah, we don't have them anymore. Something happened. Mm -hmm. But they actually, at the museum, for a final, final thing that I thought was interesting in the book, they, um, the chapter of it in the book is called Anatomy of a uh, Haunted Doll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, actually what they do every period of time is they do an evaluation of the doll. Okay. Um, so this was a, uh, an evaluation on September 12th, 2012, 1230 to 2:10. So it actually took a couple hours. Yep. And uh, it says who it's conducted by. And what was interesting was uh, one's a uh, doctor. I uh, was this other guy. 
mm-hmm. and the author of this book conducted the uh, the evaluation. Okay. Uh, the height is forty and a quarter inches. Mm-hmm. Weighs six pounds. Head length eight and a half inches. Head width six and a half inches. It's just all the all the measurements of it. Right. They talk about the interior. Has visible wire supports. About the width of a coat hanger. There's uh, additional wires in the hip and leg area. There's tons of this stuff. The pigments. Yep. Exterior. The eyes, slightly sunken, secured uh, from beneath, made of wood, shoe buttons, painted black. Uh, The ears, Robert's right ear was replaced with an acceptable substitute at an unknown date, likely 2004. His original left ear remains intact, but degradation of the fabric is evident where each ear connects to the head. The head is formed with the same materials as the body. And they have him wearing the sailor suit. Right. So they go into, you know, depth of of that and, and what it's like. And they even say that with the uh, the sailor suit and jacket, there's a single red band circles his right arm midway between shoulder and elbow and a rating badge with a red eagle and an anchor atop two red chevrons adorns the left arm in the same location. So he references uh, NavyDads.com. So Robert's uh, rating indicates an E5 Petty Officer Second Class. The use of red usually indicates a naval fireman, but inconsistencies with traditional Navy code as well as the size of the jacket indicate it's not a Navy-issued item. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Hey, you got to appreciate the, the the scrutiny and depth here, you know. And in addition to the ranking information, the jacket has two white buttons. The arm cuffs are light blue with two white stripes. The jumper flaps are light blue with two white stripes. Of particular interest on the jacket is a label on the back collar that reads Best and Company, New York. Okay. So that also gives the whole deal where the doll is made in Germany. Right. Would lend to the whole thing that it was a Harlequin clown doll. Correct. And that these clothes were probably Jean's clothes. The okay. sailor suit and the other yep. stuff that they had. There was like a pixie outfit or something like as well. And they were all saying, I think even the siblings were saying that like these were the clothes he was wearing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he's going to have that close of a relationship with the doll, I don't see why they, it wouldn't be a deal of switching clothes. Albert Best founded Best & Company as the uh, Lilliputian Bazaar in 1879. The Lilliputian Bazaar initially focused on children's outfitting, but later included women's clothing and accessories. It was known for tastefully styled and proper women's clothes and its sturdy children's wear. So they made children's clothes. Mm-hmm. So it was children's clothes at that, that he was wearing. Yes. Yeah. Basically, that's what I got. So Robert the doll started out as a creepy clown. Yeah. Yeah. They probably. So here's here's how it went in my mind. This okay. kind of my. Okay. This is my shtick on it. I think I think Gene Robert Eugene at the time yep. was hanging out at home. Grandpa comes home. Hey, Grandpa's home. On his trip from Germany. And he gives him this doll, this thing with the clown, mm-hmm. the clown suit. And he's probably just like, nah, I don't like the clown suit. I don't like it at all. I don't like clowns. Yeah. Maybe he was probably creeped out at the clown or, or whatever. Yeah. And and so an effort to make that better, he tried to forge a good relationship with him. Right. Hey, dude. Hey. I got something you can you know, wear. Why don't you wear some of my clothes? And I think that was kind of, again, the invitation. Yep. 
to make this a lot more acceptable and plausible mm-hmm. in his mind that he could have a relationship with this doll because it's not this clown thing anymore. He's wearing his clothes. Right. So he probably wasn't wearing a sailor suit at the time. Could have been no. more, just wearing something else. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, he's probably like, hey, I got the sailor. You want to be a sailor? Or that was the way in the beginning. He's like, yeah. you want to be a sailor? You want to be a Navy fireman? And he put that on him, and bam, it's his Navy buddy. I I don't know. But what gets me is, is none of the like real haunted stuff, the crazy, crazy stuff didn't happen until he died. And And that's where, I don't know, I see great. I see a great power, and that's what I was talking about at the end with me in my story. Yeah. You lend something permission, and it can stop a mud hole in you. Mm, It'll yes. just come right over you. And the thing is, is I think, and this is where we'll, we could get out of line, or just okay. not out of line, but off topic. But like my dream and all that stuff, I think that's a demon of some kind. Definitely. Trying to get to me. The I've roar, a, the, you know. I had the demon dream. Oh, I have those quite a bit. And I think the reason it is a demon dream is because nothing else will get to me. Yeah. Nothing else will. Yes. I'm very kind of stoic in that regard where mm-hmm. I could have a lot of weird stuff with dreams. I'd be like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. But not a whole lot of things I wake up being terrified from. Yes. There's some that I'll be scared of, you know, and, and but but like this one just terrifying me absolutely terrifying me yes and i think that's the demon getting back to demons and demonology i think there's demons all around you i believe in this room that there's there's demons that just want to fucking pounce on our ass right now yes and they're just waiting yep they're waiting for that little cracked door yep to scoot through Mm -hmm. and try to leverage you to whatever the hell they need Correct. And like I said, I don't want to go too far on it. No. If you really want to know and you haven't listened to our other shows, again, shameless plug, you're going to hear them all the time on this show. <laughs> yes, you will. Check our Demons and Demonology uh, episodes. And and they did get a lot of uh, lot of listens. They did. Um, and they we've did. gotten a lot of feedback from people that have listened to them that they've really, really liked them a lot. Yes. Uh, we were happy doing it, but it was it was excruciating on both of us. I'm just being honest. It it was during Demons and Demonology that I resurrected my cross, mm-hmm. uh, the Tree of Life, and I added additional prayers to my routine. But that's also what was the catalyst for me to research the St. Benedict medals because he is apparently he's the saint that you, uh, you turn to that you turn to Mm -hmm. with your battle with evil. evil. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and prior to doing this podcast, I was out of faith for a long time. Yes. This podcast has really brought me back to faith. Yes. Demons and demonology really brought me to faith. Yes. And it wasn't the episodes. That's why I really wanted to bring that up today with just what, you know, we go through this all week. Yeah. It's uh, it's an hour, hour and a half for you guys that you listen to, but we go through this all week diving deep into this. And I'm not, this isn't a sympathy call out no, or anything. It's no, no, just, no. A, it's just it's, to inform you all that we do. We, we, we live with this for... 
an extended we, period. We invite these ideas and propositions to come in. We do. Often. And that, like, demons and demonology, I remember you and I used to talk about it. It's like, yeah, today that's all I saw was evil trying to get at me. It's, it's, it's all it, I saw. I'm going... And then I try me, to wonder it, what it wasn't, wasn't there. It wasn't that evil... I didn't see evil coming for me directly, mm-hmm. but what I did see was evil everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that was the eye opener that it literally is. Oh yeah. Everywhere. It's on bench waiting to play. And some are yeah playing. Some are playing and, and trying to get and that try- base hit yeah. by any way they can, whether yeah. it's a bunt yeah. or, you know, a check swing, you know, it's, <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's kind of, it's eye opening. It's, shocking Mm -hmm. it's disturbing it's upsetting it's it's all of those things and that's where i see this story as a real classic example of that yes because here's the thing if robert didn't give that invitation to the doll and the parents didn't allow it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna throw some on the parents on here too yeah because i'm sorry if we had a son and the son was doing that type of shit, I don't care how fucking eccentric he is. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. You know what? This is over. You can talk to me all day. Yeah. You're not talking to that doll. No. You're not, because... The minute I I heard two different voices and went in there and saw him and the doll... Yeah. No, the doll's gone. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's something fucked up with the house, we're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's that simple. It's, it's that easy. Mm-hmm. But to go through that, because again, it took a hold of him it so did. much. He was 40, you know, my, could you imagine our age right now? And we go to the back to, you know, say my old home was right. still in the family and all that. And I'm sitting there and hanging you take out right up with your child. I'm hanging doll? out with Toby, the doll. You know, and I build this nope. uh, attic with furniture. You know, I mean, that's. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, with a, with a child. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I, just with a child. And this is a great example. I mean, if you're a parent and you're sitting there thinking your kid's not a problem with something like that. This is an example where you might want to reassess. I'm not going to tell you how to handle your business with your kids or no, anything. But, but it's a good idea to sit down and at least have conversations. Yeah. Have conversations, communicate, and and I I really believe that there's mm-hmm. that invitation. Yes. I think there's a lot of dark forces out there that are just waiting for that invitation to come into your life and do what they need to do. Yes. So to review, yeah, dolls, yeah, no, yeah, equally, no. Let me <laughs> let me redo the the order. Let me sum up. Ouija boards, no, no, yeah. Dolls. No. Well, no. How about dolls, but just don't have this dynamic. Uh, no. Really? No dolls at all? None? No. Well, I, I'm right. at that point now. Well, I mean, I know I have. Yeah, but what about that kid that has like the Barbie dolls and makes clothes for them and, and becomes like a great clothing designer? And it's really because of, because dolls, of the dolls that started out. Yeah. I'm going to throw that at you. But here's the thing. Barbies are 
Well, well not, she's a fashion doll. Say it's not Barbie. And say she's it's a promoted cabbage, as a as say it's a fashion a doll. Bag, patch kid or something. Yeah, you know, I know there are little kids that play with dolls. Mm-hmm. I was one of them mm-hmm. for a while, but All it right. wasn't. Let's it, let's skip past dolls. What's the what's the other ones on the list? I'm just curious. We can go back to the. Well, so far it's just Ouija boards just and dolls. Ouija, all right, and then we'll we'll we'll. This we'll is a running build. list that'll build. Yes, okay. It's going to build. I I have this sneaking suspicion that it's going to build. Uh, no Dybbuk boxes, but actually a yeah. Dybbuk box is actually pretty good because that's supposed to be well, actually what, no. What, what was the it, evil uh, spirit is inhabiting haunted into. houses? What uh, what is those those sound boxes that they use there when they're looking for haunted houses? The uh, the EVP? No, meter? not the EVP. They're those electric boxes. Oh, I forget what the hell it's called. And we were talking about that. That again invites. Ah, we'll skip past. It. Okay, we'll skip past it because basically we'll close out Robert the doll here. Okay, I had fun doing this. I really did. Aside from the whole demon trying Se- to semi-demonic fuck possession, me. <laughs> yeah, the dumb yeah. demonic <laughs> possession I evaded on the first day. Yeah. Uh, you know, occupational hazard. So aside from that, occupational hazard. You know, I'm good. Thanks. Shout out to God and Jesus. Uh, Yay, God. Next week, who do we have? Lizzie Borden herself. I know. Yeah. The the queen. Queen of the acts. I mean. She's a star. It's amazing what's happened since we were kids with that story to where she is now. You know, because before it was just like, oh, fuck. You know, we're now like, what was that? Uh, I never saw the, the. It was like a show series, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've there have been several movies. And it's the same there same actress series. that plays her, right? Uh, uh Christina Ricci played yeah. her. She did a great job. She did, and I think it's that movie was. I don't want to say accurate, but. I think that one was probably closer to the story. Did it with some respect? Yeah. I mean, essentially. This is another one that I don't have the complete deets on. And I love, you know, I'm going to love doing the deeper, deeper bit of it. But I do have a very good understanding of obviously what happened in the whole. Oh, I I was obsessed with this whole story because I was like, wait, what? what? Yeah, it's crazy. So what? (laughs) <laughs> okay, you get to the fact that she, she killed her father and her stepmother, and then they find her not guilty. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, no man. And, and we're gonna we're gonna leave that at know. that, folks. Yeah, we're gonna leave so, that at that. I I was obsessed with it for a while because I was yeah. like, please, I must know. <laughs> I must know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lizzie Borden. Yep. Thanks for uh, for listening us uh, with Robert the Doll. If, yeah. Uh, if you can, uh, you know, again, if you can rate or uh, you know rate us on uh, your popular uh, your preferred podcast Especially platform. Especially those of you who are listening on uh, Apple. Mm-hmm. Turns out, because I listen to so many well, podcasts, you work from home. Yeah. Um, it gets me through my work day. Yeah. The way that. Apple gets your show out to more people 
is 100% on the ratings. Yeah. It doesn't even have anything to do with the reviews. It's those five stars. It's the five-star ratings. So yeah. that's the only way Apple's even going to realize we exist. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Which is so. If I you'd mean, like to see stupid. us, uh, if you'd like to see us go bigger with this, yeah. we'd appreciate you. You know, dropping some stars on Apple. Hey, we get. If bigger, you're on Spotify, might... thanks for listening. Yeah. If you're on Google, thanks for listening. If you're on Amazon, thanks for listening. Our India uh, listeners on, I hope it's Ghana or Ghana. It's G A N N A. That's their podcast platform. Hey guys. Welcome hey ladies. to our nightmares. Hey, ladies. Hey, gents. <laughs> hey, folks. Glad you're tuning in. Um, everyone else all out through the world that's been listening to us, we really appreciate it. We appreciate the support. We really do. We are a and, little uh, mom and pop. Yeah. I mean, we do have our fancy studio, which, yeah, yeah. guys, we're going to take a picture sometime, and I need you to see there's a, it's the, there's a paint. Painting picture. It's a work portrait. of it's a it's work a of priceless art. work of art that yeah. sits behind Frank's head. So when we're talking about these deep topics, disturbing topics, <clears throat> I have <laughs> this basically what it is, folks. Is uh, if you haven't seen the movie The Grand Budapest Hotel. First off, I recommend you watch it. It's <laughs> it one was of my, a good movie. It's it's probably one of my top top three movies. And in that movie is a painting and the painting's called boy with apple. Yes. And I have a very large painting of boy with apple behind me here in the right studio. Right behind his head. So Jen has to stare at that the whole time. And I have to, I mean, you're, you're graced with a fine work of art here. I am, but I have to be serious oh. and not awe inspired by the priceless work of art. I think I should get some credit. <laughs> so well, I think, think we're to. professionals. I think we're professionals at this point. Which brings up a, a lastly topic. We're happy. This is episode 22. Yes. 22 episodes. And again, we'll thank all of you for listening every time. And, uh, and we always say, you know, if no one was listening, we'd still do it. And we would. We're but we really love uh, seeing you all funnel in and last lastly of everything the ratings are great everything's great but honestly word of mouth has gotten us where we are correct and we can't be more grateful that you're Absolutely. sharing this with people that are close to you people that you know yep we can't be any happier about that um very it's, we're very grateful for it we're very thankful for it and as always, if you know somebody that would be into this or into history that's a little different, yep, you know, not your standard history stuff, uh, we would appreciate that you try to turn us on, you know, tur turn, turn them on to us. Turn them on to us. Yep. Uh, and for those of you that gave up many episodes back, sorry. Super sorry about yeah. that. Hope you if, find what you're looking for. If there's a topic <laughs> you think we should cover. Yeah. Let us know. You can drop that in the Facebook group or you can. Uh, yeah, or email. Email us. At yep. OTH at seriouslydecent.com. Yep. We really hope you have a great day. We hope you have a wonderful week. No Ouija boards. Mm. No dolls. No. And make good choices. Take care. <laughs>